Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 6th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block by studying some more in Doctrine and Covenants section 76. Today we're going to be looking at verses 25 through 29, which say, And this we saw also, and bear record, that an angel of God who was in authority in the presence of God, who rebelled against the only begotten whom the Father loved, and who was in the bosom of the Father, was thrust down from the presence of God and the Son, and was called perdition, for the heavens wept over him. He was Lucifer, a son of the morning, and we beheld, and lo, he is fallen, even a son of the morning. And while we were yet in the Spirit, the Lord commanded us that we should write the vision, for we beheld Satan, that old serpent, even the devil who rebelled against God, and sought to take the kingdom of our God and his Christ." Wherefore, he maketh war with the saints of God and encompasseth them round about. Now, these are not necessarily the happiest verses of this section. However, I do think that these doctrines are really important to understand. It's become a common belief or a common thought that the adversary isn't real, that there is no right or wrong or good or evil. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Here we see that the adversary is very real and his attacks are very real. These verses are super interesting to me because I remember one time in high school, I was speaking to a friend who was a Methodist and I said something about the war in heaven, thinking that it was a common Christian belief. And he looked at me like I had two heads and he asked what I was talking about. And I remember we opened up to the Bible, to the book of Revelations, to chapter 12, where it talks about the war in heaven and what went on there. But the question really becomes, why is it important that we know this? Why is it important that we understand what went on in the pre-mortal existence? What happened with Satan and his followers there? The reason is, is because when... We threw Satan out from the pre-mortal existence. He was sent here to this earth. And so oftentimes we talk about a war in heaven, but that's a misnomer. It's not just the war in heaven. It's the war that began in heaven. And it continues today as the adversary tries to bring people down to where he is. In fact, if you notice in verse 26, it says, and was called perdition. Perdition is a word that means lost. We call Satan perdition because he truly is lost. All his hope, all his potential, all of it is lost and gone. And because of that, as we learn in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 27, he seeks to make us miserable like unto himself. He wants us to lose everything that he has lost. He tries to rob us of our hope and of our potential because he has none. Elder Oaks once said, Satan's most strenuous opposition is dedicated at whatever is most important to God's plan. So what is the most important part of God's plan? Is it the pre-mortal existence? Is it the veil? Is it judgment? Is it resurrection? What is the most important part of his plan? My friends, I testify that the very most important part of his plan is you and I. It's not about events, it's about souls. And you and I are the most important part of his plan. We are his work and he delights in saving us. 
And so it would make sense, as Elder Oak says, that Satan's most strenuous opposition is dedicated to whatever is most important to God's plan. It would make sense that all of his opposition is directed towards us, to pulling us down and to stopping our progression. Sun Tzu, a Chinese general who wrote the book The Art of War, once said, If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. And my friends, that is absolutely true. It is important to understand the adversary and how he works in order to be able to better overcome him so that we can come off conqueror. There was an article in April of 2017 by Elder Lawrence called The War Goes On. And in that, he talks about the different strategies that the adversary uses to try to bring us down. The first one that he talks about is temptation. The adversary puts tempting thoughts into our minds and into our hearts. But it's important to recognize, especially in those moments of temptation, that the adversary cannot make us do anything at all. In fact, Joseph Smith once said, the devil has no power over us, only what we permit him. Because of our hope, because of our agency, we will always have more power than the adversary has. But he begins to gain that power over us as we begin to turn our agency over to him through our choices. In a talk called To Act For Ourselves, Elder Hales once said, Some may remember the old adage, the devil made me do it. Today I want to convey in absolutely certain terms that the adversary cannot make us do anything. He does lie at our door, as the scriptures say, and he follows us each day. Every time we go out, every decision we make, we are either choosing to move in his direction or the direction of our Savior. But the adversary must depart if we tell him to depart. He cannot influence us unless we allow him to do so, and he knows that. The only time he can affect our minds and bodies, our very spirits, is when we allow him to do so. In other words, we do not have to succumb to his enticements. The second tool that the adversary uses, according to Elder Lawrence, is lies and deception. In my opinion, the most told lie, the most common attack that the adversary uses is trying to attack our identity. In fact, if you remember the story of Moses in the book of Moses, Moses has an experience with the Lord where he is shown worlds without numbers and all these incredible things. The Lord calls him my son four times in just a very short amount of time. He gets a very good glimpse at his identity and who he really is. And then immediately following that vision, the adversary comes. And the very first thing he does, the very first thing he says, is he says, Moses, son of man. His very first attack is on Moses's identity. And that is a strategy that he uses today. That is a lie and a deception that he is still trying to use. In what ways does the adversary try to call you a son of man or a daughter of man? In what ways is he attacking your identity? It might be small and subtle and it might be huge. But I testify the more that we can begin to understand our identity, that we are children of an almighty God, the less those attacks have influence on us. Remember what Sun Tzu said, the more we understand who we are and the more we understand who the adversary is. 
So it's not just enough to understand who the adversary is. We have to know who we are. And by understanding whose we are, we begin to understand and have faith and confidence in our own power. Next, Elder Lawrence says that the adversary tries to use contention to pull us away from the Spirit. That's something that the Savior warned us specifically about when he was with the people in the Americas. He explained that the spirit of contention is not of him, but that that spirit comes directly from the adversary so that he can halt our progress and halt the spirit in our lives. And finally, Elder Lawrence says he uses discouragement to try to halt our progression. I feel like this is really, really pervasive in the world that the adversary tries so hard to get us to become so discouraged that we completely stop trying at all. Sister Dalton once said, Satan does not want you to think that you can change. He will try to convince you that all is lost. That is a lie. You can return. You can repent. You can be pure and holy because of the Savior's infinite atonement. My friends, as the adversary tries to distance us from the Spirit, he tries to get us to feel like all is lost. He tries to discourage us. But it is my testimony that no one is beyond the reaches of the atonement, that we are never, ever lost as long as we allow ourselves to be found. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, a Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.